0: time, uh, Orson was really impressed with the meat entree that Jeanette had made. must have been cow. Yeah, I knew you. That was, okay. And so Orson, he says to Jeanette, he says, he says uh, what did you marinate this in? And so Jeanette, she immediately goes into this long explanation about uh, how, how much she loved him and, and how, how life just wouldn't be the same without him and how incredible he was and all that stuff. And, and eventually, though, Orson's puzzled and befuddled look made uh, Jeanette respond, Well, wait a second, what'd you ask me? And Orson said, I asked, what did you marinate this in? And Jeanette chuckled and said, oh, I thought you said, would I marry you again? (laughs) Yeah. And so as Jeanette was leaving the room Orson called back out to her, he called back out to her and said, well, would you marry me again? And without hesitation, Jeanette said, vinegar and barbecue sauce. (laughs) They just weren't gonna get it, you know what I'm saying? Is the whole point there? But folks, that's right. Believe it or not, uh, Orson and Jeanette are not alone. You see, the Bible says that God's also been trying to get a message through to you and I for the last two thousand years about how mankind is heading towards our absolute worst nightmare. But we're not getting it. For some reason, the message is not getting through. Huh, what, what do he say? What God vinegar and barbecue sauce? It seems to be our attitude, okay? And so, folks, here's the problem. The Bible says time is for those who uh, refuse to accept Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior. They're going to be catapulted into the seven-year tribulation, and that is not a joke. It's an outpoint of God's wrath on a wicked and rebellious planet. In fact, Jesus said it's such a horrible time that unless God did shorten that frame, the entire human race would be destroyed, okay? But as we've been seeing, praise God, God's not just a God of wrath bad thing. It's not a bad thing. It just means that he's putting an end to the evil and the suffering and the injustice we see today. And that's good, right? And because God loves you and I, he's given us so many warning signs to let us know when the tribulation was near and when, praise God, Jesus Christ is coming back to get us his church. Amen okay therefore in order to keep you and I here at sunrise from experiencing the ultimate bad day of being left behind even worse than vinegar and barbecue sauce uh, we're going to continue that's right in our study the final countdown all right hey now we got two microphones you guys excited right have you ever tried to preach with one hand (laughs) by cracky I'm going to give it a try so let's let's work with that we've already seen the number 10 sign on the final countdown was John thank you we need your help the Jewish people, number nine was modern technology, number eight was worldwide upheaval, number seven was the rise of falsehood, number six, the rise of wickedness, number five, the rise of apostasy, number four, the rise of a one world religion, and the last four times we saw the number three sign was the rise of what? I can read. That's right. You can read the rise of a one world government. And what we've been seeing is God lovingly foretold you and I that when we see all the world's government around the world coming together uh, as one, which is happening, by the way, right now today uh, as we sit here. Okay. And we've been seeing that with the chronological proof, the administration proof, the quotation proof, the tactical proof, the control proof. And last time, if you were here, we saw it with the monitor proof where we saw how the antichrist is not only going to control the whole planet and everything we do, he's going to monitor the whole planet. Every single aspect of our lives, folks, is going to be monitored by this Big Brother surveillance system uh, to detect any resistors and and to ensure that we obey whatever he says to do, including receiving this mark on the right hand of the forehead. And we saw that's already beginning, folks. The keys are already being put into place. We saw that with our information system, the whole big database thing, and our communication systems. And we already saw that uh, he's already not only building a profile on every single one of us, but he's already listening to everything that we say. In fact, folks, the technology has gotten so advanced. I had to share this with you before we even get to our next point. It's getting so advanced that they're using our communication technology, our cell phones, to not only listen in, but to track us, our movements around the whole planet. But with the social media networking, they're able to predict what even kind of mood we're in like a weather map all across the United States. Watch this. This is one of the experiments from MIT. Check it out.
1: The smartphone in your pocket, multiplied by millions worldwide, is giving academic researchers a God's eye view of the world. Almost three-quarters of the world's population has a mobile phone for conversation and internet access. Physicists, urban planners, and social scientists are eagerly weaving millions of these electronic threads of data into patterns of people on the move through studies that, until now, were all but impossible. That dynamic ebb and flow of data reveals the invisible nervous system of our information age and the Internet economy. Using these, a company called Sense Networks, founded by computer scientists at MIT and Columbia University, used cell phone data to map trends in urban nightlife. They can follow the crowds around fashionable restaurants and trendy bars, this animation shows how people in San Francisco move from hotspot to hotspot over the course of an evening. This animation turns 300 million posts via Twitter in a day into a dynamic national mood map that shows how our collective emotions change during the day, moving across the country like a weather front. The green is a measure of our good feeling. Red shows our unhappiness. And by this measure, Americans are happiest in the morning and late evening. It's one in a wave of ambitious social network experiments underway in the US and Europe to track our movements, probe our relationships, and ultimately affect the individual choices we all make. Isn't that wild? Not
0: 50 years down the road, but we actually have technology folks where they're not only tracking us wherever we go with this technology, but they developed a mood map. For the first time in the history of mankind, folks, we can even predict people's moods on the planet Just like we're tuning into the weather channel to see how the weather is going to be. Isn't that wild? But that's right, folks. Believe it or not, uh, that's not all. The third uh, type of Big Brother system that we are headed for, and they've already, frankly, put into place to force us to go along with this one world government, is our transportation system. Okay? Our transportation system. And the reason why that's important, because, again, folks, they thought of everything. Okay, of all the little outcomes, all the little angles that we're trying to escape his uh, uh, coming kingdom, the Antichrist kingdom. Because you might be out there thinking something like this. Well, hey, man, there's no way they're going to get me. No way. Okay, so, so maybe they're going to control my personal information and build this huge, massive database on me and, and, and pigeonhole me into doing what they're saying. And, and maybe they're going to grab control of my communication devices and listen to everything I say, especially for that dreaded word, Jesus. In case I'm one of those people, the resistors, okay? But you know what? Hey, forget it. Forget the whole thing. I am out of here. I'm just going to hop in my car. I'm going to check out of this system. I'm free. Woo! Really? Not that they control the transportation. And folks, believe it or not, did you know the Bible is very clear? Did you know that transportation, a good source of reliable transportation, is going to become a huge need during the seven-year tribulation? All i got to say is you better hope you don't own a Yugo. When the Antichrist reveals his colors. hey, I'm not kidding either, but don't take my word for it. Let's listen to God's. So open your Bibles to Matthew 24. Matthew 24. Hey, I'm serious, man. That's what the text says. Not you go, but I think you'll get the point. Uh, Matthew 24. Let's go ahead and turn there. Once again, the classic passage where uh, the disciples ask Jesus, well, how do we know? How do we know we're living the last days? What's going to be the sign? And, and what kind of things are going to happen to the planet during that time? Matthew 24. And we're going to read verses 15 through 22. Okay? And uh, 15 through 22, when you get there, say moo. Okay. I'll stay away from that angle right there. That's right. Now that you're awake, uh, Matthew chapter 24, verse 15. Here's what uh, Jesus is speaking to you and I. He said this now. So when you see standing in the holy place, the abomination that causes desolation, spoken of through the prophet Daniel, let this uh, reader understand. Okay. Then let those who are in Judea, what? Flee, flee to the mountains, okay? Let no one on the roof of his house go down to take anything out of the house. And let no one in the field go back to get his cloak. How dreadful it's gonna be in those days for pregnant women and nursing mothers. Hey, pray that you're what? Your flight will not take place in winter or on the Sabbath. For then there will be great distress, unequaled from the beginning of the world until now, and never to be equaled again. In fact, if those days uh, uh, were not uh, cut short, he says, uh, no one would survive, but for the sake of the elect, those days will be Shorten. Okay, and folks, that's from Jesus answering the question from the disciples. And what you can see is the Bible clearly says that during the seven-year tribulation, the Antichrist, this is the context of what's going here. By the way, it's three and a half years into the seven-year tribulation. At that point, the Antichrist is going to show his true colors... He has duped the Jewish people this whole time. He's going into the rebuilt Jewish temple, and he's going to declare himself to be God. This is the abomination of desolation that Daniel was talking about that Jesus is referring to there. Now, here's the whole point. Notice what Jesus said is going to happen at that time when the Antichrist shows his true colors. What are the people going to be doing? He says, in fact, this was his advice. You better get out of there, right? People are going to be fleeing. They're going to try to get out of there in flight, a quick flight, okay? Why? Because other passages, and of course Jesus knows this as God, okay? Other passages tell us that the Antichrist at this time, he's not just going up into that temple and declare himself to be God, he is going on a hunting spree. He is literally going to start turning on people, and he's going to slaughter them. It's going to be an absolute horrible slaughter. Okay, but again, uh, that's what, uh, uh, not my word for it, but let's take a look at Zechariah. Zechariah says this thing. Let's take a look at that text there. Uh, here's what he says. He says, Zechariah chapter 13, verses 8 through 9. In the whole land, declares the Lord, two-thirds, how many? Two-thirds will be struck down and perish. yet one-third will be left in it. He's speaking to the Jewish people. This third, I will bring into the fire, God says. I will refine them like silver and test them like gold. They will call on my name and I will answer them. I will say they are my people and they will say the Lord is our God. Now, this is one of those classic passages where you got good news going on. You got some bad news. The good news is the Jewish people finally at this point in time, three and a half years into the seven year tribulation, they finally turn back to God. Okay, they finally get, okay, Jesus was the Messiah. We're wrong. Now, but the bad news is you just saw, it comes at a horrible price, doesn't it? Just the Jewish people alone, just the Jewish people, two-thirds of them are going to die. They're going to be slaughtered and hunted down by the Antichrist. That's what he's talking about there. Okay, now again, notice what Jesus says. Why is this going to be such a horrible time, worse than any other time? It's going to be a horrible bloodbath, to use the terminology, truly. It's going to make Hitler uh, do uh, what he did, look like chump change, because this is in a compressed uh, amount of time okay this isn't extrapolate over the whole time of world war ii this is in a short amount of time it's going to be an absolute uh, bloodbath and so that's why jesus says if you're there at that time you better get out of there you better make flight you better run you better flee okay uh, don't even go back into your house don't go back to your workplace don't go back into that field whatever you do just when that happens get out of there and get out of there now right now let's go back to those who would say uh this statement okay uh well hey can't get me I'm just gonna hop in my car and flee well folks all the Antichrist has to do to keep you around for this bloodbath so to speak is to get control of your transportation and you ain't going nowhere right you ain't going to be able to run you're not gonna be able to flee You, you won't even make it back to your house you're gonna stick around for the slaughter unfortunately just like the Bible says and folks can I tell you something unfortunately believe it or not when you do the research the same people who are pushing for this one world government are already grabbing control of our transportation system. And the first way that they're doing that, folks, is they're grabbing control of our vehicles. Okay, man, have we been duped. Okay, folks, believe it or not, the Bible's clear, and I think the facts reveal this too. Big Brother is not only going to know and is already working towards that, as you saw with that mood map, everything that we do, everything we say, everything we think, but they are working towards a system that monitors everywhere we go. Our cell phones, again, we just saw are right now being used, whether we realize it or not, as tracking devices. And just in case, folks, that uh, you uh, don't have a cell phone, if you're one of those few, uh, they can still find out where you are using satellite technology, okay? Right now, Motorola, believe it or not, Motorola has 66 uh, low-orbiting satellites in place that not only pick up uh, uh, signals, but they pick up signals uh, also from tiny microchips, Wouldn't it be nifty to have that system in place, and then if you got a microchip in you, you couldn't hide anywhere on the planet? We'll get to that, Lord willing, uh, when we get to the mark of the beast. But now it's also common knowledge that this kind of satellite tracking system is already being used. It's already being used on us. It was already documented that it was being used on military personnel in Iraq. It's being used right now, satellite technology, to monitor boat traffic in Florida— And even, listen to this, garbage men in England right now are being watched from the sky on their jobs, quote, to make sure they don't linger in one spot too long. Satellites are doing that. But that's still not all. Uh, Every square foot of farming land in Australia is now being watched via satellite uh, to monitor food control and production and crop yields. Okay, and even here in America, listen to this one, this is exciting. Satellites are being used by state governments to search for unreported improvements. To your property. You know, because if you did that project and you didn't get the permits like you're supposed to, then, then you know, you don't, you don't pay as much property taxes. That's what they're doing. But not only that, they're also using satellites here in the U.S. to check for water usage permits and find improper tree cutting. What happened to that tree? You know, because they're so important now. But they're, they're doing that. In fact, folks, they're now using, listen to this, uh, this article. They're using satellites in England to measure the speed of motorists from space. You're not going to have a radar detector for that one. Okay, but they're using that. And that's not all, thanks to backing by Bill Gates, we now have a system called Internet in the Sky. Okay, this is a system of 840 low altitude satellites in 21 orbits and 40 different satellites, and it creates virtually, for the first time in the history of mankind, an electronic blanket around the whole planet. And because of that system, folks, you can now communicate and monitor, for the first time in the history of mankind, Any person, anywhere on the planet, whether they're from the complete extremes, the top of the Himalayas or the Dead Sea, you can now monitor somebody anywhere on the planet. And then just in case, because they thought of everything, folks, just in case you said, well, forget that. I'm just going to hop in my car and I'm going to flee in this situation. Okay, again, using satellite technology, they're going to be able to track you wherever you go, no matter what the vehicle is. And just one of the technologies they've already got us to buy into is that exciting service called OnStar. Have you guys, uh, are you familiar with that? That's that nifty device that they get us to buy into that they implant into your vehicle that gives them the ability to call you in the car and vice versa. Okay. And then also, but it's so convenient. You know, if you lock your keys in the door, they'll push a button, the satellite, bing, and it unlocks your keys. And then if you get in a wreck and, you know, hey, that happens, unfortunately, uh, then they could call an ambulance because they know exactly where you are and they could have them arrive on the scene. And what's really nifty, if somebody steals your car, they can, they can track your car. Those bad guys will never get away with it, right? Now, here's the problem, folks. I think common sense tells us, wait a second, what if we became the bad guy? As we saw on the One World Religion, what if we became the bad guy? What if they said, you're the terrorist now, Christian, and we tried to flee the scene? Would they actually use this current technology to turn us in to the authority figures? Well, they wouldn't just use it, folks. Believe it or not, they're already using it. If you got the system, look at what they're doing. Check this out.
2: If you're a cable news watcher, there's a good chance you've caught one of the 30,000 car chases that take place in the U.S. each year. That amounts to nearly three high-speed pursuits an hour. The risk is high for everyone involved, including innocent bystanders. On average, nearly 300 people are killed as a result of a car chase every year. But OnStar, a company that offers 24-hour emergency roadside assistance, says it has a solution. It's called Stolen Vehicle Slowdown Program. The
1: key is to prevent the pursuit from becoming a high-speed
2: chase. It lets law enforcement take remote control of a stolen vehicle using satellite technology.
1: The way stolen vehicle slowdown works is our subscriber will report their vehicle stolen. Um, We'll contact the police um, and we'll actually get the location of the vehicle using the OnStar system and the GPS um, capabilities that's built into the current technology. Um, When the law enforcement officers have the vehicle in sight and when they determine it's safe to slow the vehicle down, we'll send a data message wirelessly into the vehicle. It'll actually depower the vehicle in its engine control module and take away um, the control of the accelerator from uh, the felon.
3: Attention driver, this vehicle is being slowed at the request of a law enforcement agency.
0: Wow. I don't know. May I don't, Is it really this far away? Uh, uh, attention, driver! This vehicle is being slowed down because you're a suspected terrorist, Christian, and you're trying to flee. This situation. Now, I, I know you guys are dying to know this. No, that was not Kenny in the opening scene with the car thing going like that. No, that was that was Al actually coming back from Nebraska. No, anyway, but that's all right. He's okay, I hope. But uh, what? Is it really that far-fetched, folks? Again, what if we became the bad guy? They're already using the technology to literally, with satellites, take away your ability to flee. A situation okay with the flip of a switch for the first time in the history of mankind folks nobody's gonna be able to flee anywhere if they don't want them to okay and and then you might say well, well and they thought of everything okay all all backup plans that we could ever think of okay you might be thinking well, well wait a second okay well forget it i'm never going to get that onstar system in fact if it's in there i'm going to rip that thing out they, they I'm, I'm just forget that thing forget that's not a convenience uh, i'm just going to skip the whole thing well folks again they thought of everything do you really think that one day you're going to have a choice because believe it or not, folks, right now our government is working on, quote, mandating black boxes in all new cars. Have you heard about that? And these black boxes, listen, uh, has the ability to give them constant, this is a direct quote, constant real-time tracking, eavesdropping, and surveillance on any car wherever you go. These days,
1: as you may know, cars have a lot of features that the owners of the Model T back in the day could never have imagined. Seat warmers, DVD players, rear-view video cameras, even Wi-Fi, Soon though, there may be a controversial and mandatory new feature, the ability to spy on your every move. ABC's Mark Greenblatt is on the story. Mark, good morning. Well, good morning to you.
4: Some call this plan sneaky, others say it'll improve safety. But now the government wants to make it mandatory for your car to get one of those so-called black boxes, like they have in airplanes, that can tell all if you get into a crash.
1: You're probably used to hearing about black
0: boxes helping investigators solve airplane crashes but car manufacturers have quietly placed similar devices in more and more vehicles,
2: turning our own cars into snitches. And now the federal government wants to require every small vehicle made from now on to get one of those black boxes, saying this proposal will give us the critical insight and information we
0: need to save more lives. He's thinking maybe it's to track more lives. You may not have a choice, okay? And did you notice, were you paying attention there? Car manufacturers are already putting them in there. Which means, I don't know, maybe they don't tell you this at the dealership. Maybe you already got one, and you don't even realize, it, OK? In fact, listen this, this is kind of creepy. These new mandatory black boxes will also enable them to do something else that, if you've been paying attention, they've been proposing to do for, for quite some time now, and that's this a tax-by-the-mile system. Huh? Give it up for the environmental movement. Okay, They want to tax you and I for every single mile we drive because it's good for the environment. Don't you know you need to be riding public transportation or a bike or on foot to stop pollution? This will give them the ability to know exactly how many miles, where you go, everything, so then they can tax you on it. That's actually a proposal. In fact, what's really creepy, uh, speaking of the environment, uh, IBM, I'm kidding you not, has a patent out for a device called the Intelligent Stoplight. Listen to this thing. This intelligent stoplight will enable them to turn off the motor in your car at a stoplight to conserve fuel for the environment, of course. They can shut your engine off, okay? Uh, And then there's another proposal out there that will actually put video cameras in your car, quote, to film the occupants in the vehicle or the vehicle's surroundings and, quote, transmit those images back to a central office for inspection just in case, you know, you get in an accident. It'll help prove your case and stuff. Well, folks, here's the point. There's tons more, but, but correct me if I'm wrong, but you put all this together and you understand Bible prophecy, it sure looks to me like all this new transportation technology is leading actually towards a total monitoring of our everyday lives, right? For the first time in mankind's history. I mean, the next thing you know, somebody's going to appear on the scene and start hunting people down, and they're going to try to get out of there. That's common sense. But unfortunately, for some reason, they won't be able to flee or take a flight or escape. And you wonder why Zechariah says it's going to be a horrible slaughter at that time. You can't flee like Jesus says you need to now. But that's soon all. The second way that they're grabbing control of our transportation system, uh, keeping us from being able to flee a horrible situation, gee, I wonder which one, uh, is through our cameras, through our cameras okay and again they have thought of everything folks because you might be out there thinking well hey man there's no way they're going to get me that's right me or ron or i'm telling you we got this thing dialed in uh so maybe they're going to control my personal information they're going to build this huge massive profile on me and maybe they're going to be able to take my cell phones my communication devices and they're going to monitor all my conversations and and maybe they're going to have the ability to track my vehicles uh wherever we go but hey that's it yeah forget the vehicle. I'm checking out the system. I, I, I'm not going to drive a vehicle. I am just going to get a bike or I'm going to walk around. They still can't get me. <laughs> I'm free. Really? They thought of everything. Not if they put cameras wherever you go. Good thing we don't see that trend. Yeah, (laughs) okay, folks, it's already happening. Thanks in part to executive orders under the guise of terrorism, getting those bad guys, quote unquote, the government right now has full authority to utilize all kinds of new surveillance technology on you and I, not some foreign entity on us here in America, okay? And one of the biggest ways they're doing that is installing cameras literally wherever we go. In fact, it's so commonplace, we're already conditioned to accept this, folks, that even USA Today uh, wrote this. They said, whether as motorists or pedestrians, As visitors to convenience stores, banks, ATMs, or to the post office, uh, shoppers with credit cards or telephone users, even at leisure in parks in playgrounds and golf courses, were constantly on candid camera. Quote, full-time surveillance is a modern reality of life. Speaking where? Some third world country? No, right here in America. All in the name of supposedly reducing crime or terrorism or traffic concerns or whatever the things they keep coming up with. Millions of cameras, folks, right now are, are not only going up in America. They are going up all over the world. In fact, they're all tied together already. And this is easy to demonstrate for you. I'm going to give you some homework. How many of you guys love homework? Now, I challenge you, please do this. Because, folks, this is absolutely wild. You can actually even tap into this technology, the average Joe. Okay? Go home sometime today, after 1 p.m., long after that. Uh, go home and uh, just do a search uh, uh, for uh, 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 traffic cams. Online traffic cams. I was on a website. Um, it was called Earth Cams. And right now, folks, for the first time in the history of mankind, we can monitor anyone anywhere on the planet. And they may not even know. Well, uh, Earth Cam. Just if anything, go to Earth Cam. And you pick your spot. I was doing it this week just to verify the information, obviously. And I was actually, oh, I was actually I was tuned into Moscow in Moscow Square. And I was watching live, not pictures updated every three minutes. I was watching a live feed of Moscow in my office and then I flipped over and I went over to Hawaii because there was snow actually on the buildings in Moscow so I went to someplace nice and I went to some resort I kid you not in Hawaii okay and I saw with my own eyes in my office on my laptop just a few days ago I was watching people walk by live on my screen and I sat there tourists locals whoever they were I sat there and I, I said I wonder if those people in Hawaii have any idea they're just walking by that a pastor in Las Vegas is watching them. (laughs) Check it out, folks. It's all there. We're so conditioned to it. Now, what does that tell you? It tells you the whole system is tied together, right? But I don't know about you guys, but I'm so glad that that's just a convenient, kind of fun, entertaining thing that they have out there. They'll never turn the tables and use that for monitoring purposes. They already are. Okay, folks, right now in England, because this is a global movement, it's not just the US. Right now in England, there's over 4 million cameras in the government and the private sector, they call it a surveillance canopy, okay? And believe it or not, it's actually common knowledge for the average Briton there. And uh, one guy even said this, they just kinda like accept it apparently. So dense is the network that in many urban areas, people may be monitored from the moment they step out their front door and keep under observation on their way to work, in the office, even in a restaurant, if they choose to dine out. Listen, over the course of the day in Britain, they can be filmed by 300 different cameras. And the latest figures show that in cities, in England there, people are captured on film at least once every five minutes. You can't escape the system. That's the system that they built, of course, for our safety. But don't take my word for it. Let's take a look uh, at this video. That's him.
2: We're all being watched. On streets, in subways, even in our own homes. Invisible eyes are searching for criminals and terrorists. New technologies can track them before they strike. Intricate surveillance networks. Advanced facial recognition. Let's see if he matches anyone in our database. Even tracking devices implanted inside the body. Technologies that can make the invisible visibly and electronic trails that reveal who we are and where we've been. Go behind the security doors and discover the secret, often disturbing world of surveillance. Morning rush hour in the most heavily surveyed city in the world. Over half a million cameras keep watch over Britain's capital. Mechanical eyes loom from every corner. The average Londoner is filmed by more than 300 cameras during the course of their day. A ring of cameras surrounds the center of London. Within seconds, every plate number is fed into a computer that tracks the comings and goings of each vehicle. This is just one small piece of a massive video
0: surveillance system stretching across the city. The current figure is roughly four million surveillance cameras throughout the U.K. If you're in
2: London, Westminster's director Robert McAllister can follow nearly
0: every move you make. When you come out of your house in the morning and you get on some form of transport, there's probably a CCTV camera. If you walk down a pedestrian street, if you go into a store, Anywhere that you are within the city of London, you're probably at some stage going to be captured on CCTV. The all-seeing thousand eyes of Big Brother. Kind of creepy, but, you know, maybe that's just England. Maybe it's those guys with those cool uh, accents that I couldn't pull off last week if you were here. Right? Don't make me tell that joke, George and the Dragon, again. But here's the point. I mean, that's just England, right, Ron? uh, uh, That would never happen to the U.S., right? Come on, man. Folks, unfortunately, we're doing the same thing. We got the exact same type of surveillance and it's virtually in every major city in the US right now. In fact, listen, the most watched city in the United States is in Chicago. And they call their uh, system Operation Virtual Shield. Don't you feel so protected? It's in Chicago. It's here in America. Check this out. Over the
4: last decade, the U.S. government has expanded its domestic surveillance networks to unprecedented levels. From rows of street cameras to airport pat-downs, many say civil liberties and privacy are at stake. RT's Anastasia Chirkina has the story from the U.S.'s most monitored city. Welcome to Chicago, the most watched city in the U.S., From old-school blue light cameras to cameras with state-of-the-art technical capabilities, watchful lenses fill the streets. In what has been dubbed Operation Virtual Shield, thousands of public and privately owned security cameras have been put in place and linked together, creating a capsule of surveillance over the entire city more extensive than anywhere else in the United States. Officials say it's worth the price, but privacy concerns are at a peak. Over 1,200 security cameras located throughout the city are said to be powerful enough to be able to zoom into a text of a book or even a text message. To journalist Salim Ouakil, the concept of privacy in the U.S. is long gone. We've become inured to the surveillance attitude that um, law enforcement has taken. Salim says Chicago increasingly resembles the chilling anti-utopia described in George Orwell's legendary novel, 1984. Where every word, action, and even thought was monitored by Big Brother, the surveillance state, um, and uh, the only thing that's missing are, are the microphones that advise us on how to how to live our lives.
0: Actually, they've started those too. We'll get to that in a second. Uh, uh, but anyway, but folks, believe it or not, that's actually just the tip of the iceberg, what they're doing with the camera technology to monitor every lives They're going everywhere, okay? Quote, the U.S., this is wild, the U.S. Forest Service admits putting surveillance camera on public lands. Cameras are going all over the place, even the forest. Listen to this guy. Uh, Last month, Herman Jacob took his daughter and her friend camping in the forest, and while poking around for some firewood, Jacob noticed a wire. He pulled on it and followed it to a video camera and an antenna. The camera didn't have any markings identifying its owner, so Jacob uh, took the camera home and called law enforcement agencies to find out if it was theirs, all the while wondering why someone would station a video camera in an isolated clearing in the woods. He eventually received a call from the U.S. Forest Service and was ordered to take it back. Jacob returned the camera but still felt uneasy and said this. listen," He says, why would the U.S. Forest Service have secret cameras in a relatively remote camping area? And what do they do with the photos of bystanders? And how many hidden cameras are they using? And for what purposes? Yeah. Why in the world do you need cameras in the middle of nowhere in the forest? But again, folks, this is going global. We know biblically where this is headed with the Antichrist kingdom. It's a global movement. He grabs control of the whole world, of the whole planet. He monitors the whole world and the whole planet to ensure that they obey his uh, system. Okay, And, and, And right now, Japan's doing the exact same thing. But listen, they've not only followed suit with their own tons of surveillance cameras on their population. But listen, they've even gone so far as to do what that guy said was the only thing left to do of George Orwell's 1984 uh, uh, vision. They've installed intercoms on their cameras to warn people of inappropriate behavior. Stop that. We see you there. Knock it off, we're watching you. I'm not joking. So they've got voices, live voices that interact and, and, and respond with the people as they're just walking out in, in public. And again, uh, but folks, uh, once again, uh, maybe that's just those other people in those other countries. I can't do a Japanese accent, I'm sorry. Um, But not here in America, right? We wouldn't come on and install microphones to do that. Folks, we already are. Listen to this. Right now, they've already installed hidden microphones on top of utility poles and rooftops in Los Angeles in order to monitor strange noises, of course. And the other trend that they're doing on public uh, buses, San Francisco is just one of them, but major cities, they're also installing microphones on the buses to record people's conversations on the bus, okay? And then they've actually launched a new program here in the U.S., and they're saying it's going to go nationwide. It's called IntelliStreets. Okay? Has anybody here ever read George Orwell's 1984 and Where Big Brother Speaks Back to You? Well, this IntelliStreet program is really freaky, folks. I'm going to show you in just a second. And believe it or not, our light posts are going to do a whole lot more than just emit light. Check this out. This is crazy. Some
4: critics say this is nothing more than the watchful eye of Big Brother keeping track of your every moment. 7 Action News reporter Julie Bonovich gives us a closer look at this high-tech system from Farmington Hills.
2: Your attention, please.
3: That voice you hear...
0: Your attention, please.
3: ...came from this street light.
0: Please stand by for a public safety announcement.
1: In each lighting fixture or in each lighting pole, there's a processor very much like an, uh, like an iPhone. And it takes inputs and outputs, it talks back and forth, and the poles actually talk to each other.
3: LED video screens and cameras add to the wireless
4: infrastructure that is remotely controlled. It can provide entertainment, save energy, make announcements.
1: This is a security alert.
4: (laughs) And it even counts people for police. The system is also capable of recording conversations.
1: And by spring of next
4: year, there is a good chance you could see them popping up in your city.
1: This is a security alert. Security alert. Isn't that
0: wild? Man, danger. Danger, Will Robinson. Can you believe that? George Orwell eats your heart out. What, what's left? I've got everything in place. Like, apparently the guy was maybe getting his condition back then to accept it. I, I don't think it's a far stretch. I mean, what if all of a sudden our light post said something like this, security alert, security alert. Have you seen this person? We heard his conversation mention the name Jesus, and he's trying to flee the scene. Security alert. Alert your authorities now. It's already going into place. Oh, but that's right, folks, just to make sure that you get monitored no matter where you go. Again, they thought of everything. Okay, and just in case uh, you did skip the vehicle thing and, and, and somehow were to avoid the satellites from getting you and, and you didn't take that chip yet uh, in your body. Uh, and, and then just in case you actually were able to find some spot where they didn't have a camera uh, to monitor you or a light post to speak back to you, okay, uh, just in case, they've got it covered. They've got a new technology out there that can still do the job. It's called Smart Dust. OK, smart dust originally was uh, developed by uh, DARPA. And it's a tiny little surveillance d- device that's literally so small. They call them moats, but they're so small that they're literally the size of a piece of a dust. And they can literally have a handful and go and blow them into the air. And these tiny little surveillance devices literally are carried by the air currents and kept afloat for hours on end, uh, sensing and monitoring communication and sending it back to headquarters. OK, a couple of news broadcasts have leaked it out. Let's take a look at this.
3: It's a project first dreamed up by the military to get
4: information from the battlefield
1: they call it smart dust and the new technology may soon make it possible to keep track of anything anywhere including you
2: every square inch of every city will be alive with intelligence because every street and every building will have a network of microcomputers built right into them dr. Chris Pister calls it smart dust a smart dust particle or moat is a wireless sensor with sensing, computation, communication, and power in one package. Tiny specks of computer smart dust will form a vast, invisible network that can help manage the infrastructure of even the largest city. Smart cities in the future will take this low-power, inexpensive, small technology and basically distribute it everywhere. These tiny computers record information about their surroundings, information they can send to other computers. Smart Dust will also allow buildings and streets to recognize you and respond accordingly.
4: I think increasingly, the environment will respond to who we are and adapt in consequence. The city will
2: know where you are if you want it to. Your workplace will know you. Smart Dust at the entrance will boot up your computer. And smart dust embedded in the elevator doors will automatically ring your floor.
0: Smart dust is going to sense the environment and allow us to improve the way that we live our lives.
4: Smart dust is a very, very small particle at nano size that has a specific function. This looks like if you look at certain times of the day and you see dust,
3: but it's not dust, it's like an iridescent glitter. Very specifically different than regular household dust.
1: I got one of those 10 million uh, watt spotlights. You go out at night and point it up to the sky, and you can't believe what's floating in the air. I mean, it's it's really disgusting.
4: Right, and if you're seeing this iridescence, which looks like just like glitter, that is uh, a uh, engineered dust or smart dust type uh, material versus regular household dust, and that does not
0: reflect back Makes you want to go home and clean that mantle, doesn't it? You might need to use something more than just pledge. (laughs) I wonder what would happen if you swallowed that tracking device? That's a whole other thought, isn't it? So much for being able to hide or flee a horrible situation. I, folks, you look to me, you at all this together, this camera technology stuff has uh, given them the ability to monitor our everyday lives, you're not going to be able to run or hide. I mean, the next thing you know, uh, here's my guess, somebody's going to appear on the scene and, and color their true colors, and then they're going to turn and start hunting people down, but hardly anybody's ever going to get away because even the dust will turn you in. You will not be able to flee. And folks, as always, here's the point, what more does God got to do? This is not a game, this is real. These are news broadcasts, okay? This isn't from joeschmo.com. How many of you guys ever been on that website? I don't even know if it is, but don't go there because I don't know if it's good. But uh, uh, no, this is real, folks. And and what more does God got to do to get your attention? He doesn't want us to go into this anti-Christ, big brother's uh, kingdom. And he certainly doesn't want us to end up in hell. And that's why he's given us in advance all these signs of a one world government and even the big brother type surveillance system to let us know that, folks, it's getting close. And if you haven't accepted Jesus Christ, your savior, you need to do it right now. And this is why Jesus is sending folks over and over again in Luke 21, 28. He says, when these things begin to take place and they're taking place now, you need to stand up, Christian. You need to lift up your heads because your redemption is drawing near. That means he's getting ready to come back and get us his charge. OK, and so in the meantime, we need to be those faithful soldiers for Jesus Christ. We need to have an attitude of absolute, utter obedience to our heavenly commander and do what he says and get busy sharing the gospel so the people don't have to go into that system. Amen. But if you're here today, folks, I'm telling you, if you're not a Christian, I beg you, please heed these signs, heed these warnings from God. If you're not saved, you need to get saved now because the big brother surveillance system that we are headed to, you are not. The Bible is clear. You are not going to be able to buy or sell anything unless you take his mark, not even a pizza. This is the reality you're headed for. Let's take a look.
3: The pallet's guaranteed hot in 30 minutes or it's free. This is Mary. May I take your order?
2: Hi, uh, Mary. Yes, I'd like to order.
3: Is this Mr. Kelly? Uh, yes. Thank you for calling again, sir. i share sure your national identification number is six one zero two zero four nine 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 eight dash four 45 54610 Is that correct? Uh, yes. Thank you, Mr. Kelly. I see you live at 736 Montrose Corporate. You're calling from your cell phone. Are you at home?
2: I'm just leaving work, but I'm...
3: Oh, we can deliver to Bob's Auto Supply. That's at 175 Lincoln Avenue, yes? Yeah? No,
2: I'm on my way home. How do you know all this stuff?
3: We just got wired into the system, sir. Oh,
2: well, I'd like to order a couple of your double meat special pizzas.
3: Sure thing. There'll be a new $20 charge for those, sir. What do you mean? Sir, the system shows me that your medical records indicate that you have high blood pressure and extremely high cholesterol. Luckily, we have a new agreement with your national health care provider that allows us to sell you double meat pies as long as you agree to waive all future claims of liability. What? Do you agree, sir? You can sign the form when we deliver, but there is a charge for processing. The total is $67 even.
2: $67? Well,
3: that includes the delivery surcharge of $15 to cover the added risk to our driver of traveling through an orange zone.
2: I live in an orange zone?
3: Now you do. Looks like there was another robbery on Montrose yesterday. Hmm. You could save $48 if you ordered our special Sprout submarine combo and picked it up yourself. Comes with tofu sticks. Those are very tasty, sir. Good value, too. But
2: I want double meat.
3: Well, I'm sure you can afford the $67, then. You just bought those tickets to Hawaii. They weren't cheap, eh? Oh, but I see you checked out the budget beach bum at the library last week. Hmm. Up to you, sir. All right,
2: all right. I'll get the sprout subs.
3: Good choice, sir. Gotta watch that waste if you're hitting the beach, eh? 42 inches. Wow. Man, I'd say tofu and sprouts is, like, required. That's how much? Just between you and me, there's a $3 off coupon in this month's Total Men's Fitness magazine. Your wife, Betty, subscribes to that, right? Anyhow, clip that, and it's nineteen ninety nine even. Whoa, looks like you maxed out on all your credit cards.
0: Folks, that video would be funny if it weren't so true. Everything, if you've been here so far with Harvard Studies just on this one topic of a one-world government, every piece of technology to pull off that society is right here right now and it's being implemented that is just the tip of the iceberg of what is coming for the antichrist kingdom and so again as we close the point is this if you're not saved you need to call upon the name of jesus christ today or you're headed for that amen let's pray well hi this is pastor billy crone of sunrise baptist church and i hope you enjoyed today's study but before you go let me ask you one final question are you sure that if you were to die today that you go to heaven
4: Las Vegas, Nevada, 89156. For more information, you can give us a call at 702 452 or email us at bkrohn at com, or you can visit our website at www.getalifemedia.com. Billy Crone and this ministry can also be found on Facebook and Twitter. Join us for services at www.sunriselv.com.